Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. How are you guys doing? We are at full complement after two bonus point victories for the Scottish teams at the weekend. And to my right, the most negative man in Scottish rugby, Alan Little. How are you? Good. Feeling a little bit fragile. Me and me and Matt were at a wedding over the weekend, so you, still you, recovering. Feeling poor, Matt? I'm all right. I managed to speak solely about Scottish rugby to people at the table next to me. Have we converted some new fans? Uh, it didn't last very long. They didn't seem interested. So that was that. So no? Probably not. Well, we have got some fans, though, over on iTunes. A couple of five-star reviews. How about this one from E-Dude? He says, as a Welshman, it's interesting to listen to, um, to, listen to another Pro 14 nation. Great chat, decent banter, and interesting insights into Scottish rugby. Not too biased either. Not bad? I think we keep a relatively non-biased tone. Right. Do you think it's because we're actually quite negative on the outlook of Scottish rugby that it's hard to accuse us of being biased? That's true. Yeah, I think so. Apart from people that irrationally think we have an Edinburgh bias. I don't understand. Other than the fact that we're from Edinburgh. Yeah. I think I, that's, that's the problem. For I think a lot if of we. People. Yeah, that probably is the for issue. For a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been keeping in touch with us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. A couple of memes over on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And we've got a couple of emails which we'll come back to in a second. That is the Thistle Rugby at gmail.com so that's how you can get in touch with us please do that guys um let's have a look at the agenda for today um we're gonna have a skip through the news from the last week um and then obviously the big talking points edinburgh versus newcastle glasgow versus leon the games that were and a preview to the ones coming up this weekend and an absolute bonus we've managed to have a conversation with scotland edinburgh and newcastle flanker john hardy i think one of his first ones since um he left edinburgh he's got some really good insights into what's going on at newcastle and talks about whether the scotland um, coaches are keeping in touch with them so very interesting indeed the hard horse 
the hard horse. We find out why he's called the hard horse as well. Very exciting. Which is quite a good um, a good story. But um, should we start off with a bit of news? Breaking just about an hour or so ago, Tommy Seymour has signed a one-year extension at Glasgow Warriors. Matt, that is a good bit of business for Glasgow, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, considering, you know, Hogg leaving, and I, I suppose they've kept Jones, but it seemed for a while as if Glasgow were losing their top-line players. Um, I think it's a yeah, one-year extension, so... Good to have him along, keep keep pushing um, under Dave Rennie for some for some trophies. So, yeah, it's good. Takes him beyond the World Cup. I think it'll be 32 by the time that expires. So after that, is that him heading for a payday? Yeah, I think with Hogg leaving and basically no winger or back three player at Glasgow then being under like 28, yeah. apart from like Robbie Nairn, they're probably like to Tommy, just give us one more year. Uh, or we'll pay you a lot more and yeah. give us one more year <laughs> and then you can go off and get that payday. It makes sense. Do you think he'll be seen as more of a fullback as well now that Hogg's gone? Do you think they'll still go out and try and replace him with a bigger name? It'd be interesting. He's, he's looked pretty comfortable at fullback. Yeah. I, I don't think he's like an international standard fullback. Mm. But in the Pro 14, he's always looked relatively solid. Yeah. I think Glasgow have made quite clear that they're going to go out and try and replace Hogg as opposed to promote from within. But... Yeah, Dave Rennie did say he was going to sign seven new people in the summer. So I think you can kind of see where they're sort of strategically picking off players. Though I, I think they've made a decision that they want to keep Jones. They've kept Seymour, decided to let go of Hogg. And I think with what's kind of happening with that centre makeup, I'd be pretty surprised if Dunbar stays past this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Interesting that he was playing for Air at the weekend. Yeah. Imagine playing against him. That's so Shan. Suppose he got absolutely ended by um, the Harriers ten and twelve. Like really? they are like five minutes in, and it kind of set the tone for as we'll come on to a pretty amazing victory. We will come on to Tennant's Premiership with Matt in in a second. Second bit of news, the ever-reliable Wales Online are reporting that um, Glasgow assistant coach Jonathan Humphreys is being linked to the Wales job to join Wayne Pivak's new team uh, in Cardiff as a forwards coach. Alan, you were having a read of this? Yeah, I mean, the Wales Online is known for chatting a lot of shite, but... Total clickbait. Total clickbait, but... For actually specific whale stuff, it normally does a pretty good job. And it sort of makes sense. I think, you know, Jonathan Humphreys is a Welsh internationalist and, you know, being forwards coach at Glasgow and Wayne Pivik's obviously looking for a forwards coach. I guess the only thing I would say is I wouldn't say Glasgow are renowned for their forwards game. Mm. So... No. Yeah. No, I agree. But I actually think in the last specifically... 12 months, 6 to 12 months, you actually have seen quite a strong development mm. in that forward pack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when we come on to talk about Glasgow Leon um, after the quiz later on, that was a that was a, a victory built on a very solid forwards foundation. Um, Matt, right. Tenants Premiership with Matt. Give us a rundown of what happened at the weekend. Yes, yeah, do it. So, uh, Glasgow Hawks sort of slipped further towards the relegation zone, losing at home to Hoik 7-10 in some pretty atrocious conditions. And if you go online to YouTube and watch some of the highlights, I think it's, as Alan christened it, the worst try ever scored by Hoik. I think it's the worst try ever <laughs> recorded on camera. I'm not saying it's the worst <laughs> try ever scored, but the worst try recorded on yeah, camera. Yeah, it's certainly up there. It's worth checking out. Um, Aki's still to pick up their first win. Not exactly the best time to do it, trying to beat Melrose at home, but lost 48-17. Curry put Stirling County to the sword, 47-17, after a lightning-fast start in the first half. 
Watsonians won the Edinburgh Derby at the time, 13-5. And Harriets picking up a 25-7 win over Ayr uh, away at, at Milbury in the rain. Hell of a result which puts them sort of back into real playoff contention. And once again, they still haven't used a single pro this season. So how's the how's the table looking? So Melrose, Melrose and Ayr still sort of locking horns at the top, but Melrose just uh, edging away from Ayr. Uh, Harriets and Curry now in those playoff positions. Um, and then down towards the bottom, Aki's just with four points. And it looks as if Hawks and Hoyke are battling for, to avoid that playoff spot against the, the runner-up in National 1. All right, thanks a lot for that. Tune in next week for the next instalment of Tenants Premiership with Matt. Pretty big going down to air and in pretty horrendous conditions. Yeah. And it wasn't particularly close as well. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised by that result when I saw it. And I, I kind of got the sense that since Harriet's won the league and have struggled since, that their team was sort of getting a bit worse. And that's the kind of game they would have lost, but maybe they're sort of getting somewhere now. All right, thanks for that, Matt. And I did mention earlier that we had some emails, so I'm just going to dive quickly into this one um, from listener Alistair McKaig. Alistair, thanks a lot for getting in touch. He presents us with four questions, so I want rapid-fire answers from both of you, okay? One, does any club have a more exciting 9-10 pipeline than Glasgow with Horn and Hastings beginning to really shine? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I mean, pipeline, you know, I'd say that Horn and Hastings are kind of past the pipeline stage. Okay. They did start in Europe at the weekend. Yeah. But I get I get where he's coming from. In terms of future potential, yeah. that Horn and Hastings partnership, it's got 10 years in it. I think just Scotland, Scotland overall have a really exciting pipeline coming up, I think, of Horn and Hastings, for example, behind Laidlaw and Russell. Yeah. That's, that's maybe the point to make. It's quite a short pipeline. Yeah, I imagine it's quite a short pipe, but it is. It's, ex- a, it's a thick pipe. It is exciting. Let's. <laughs> this was meant to be rapid fire. Let's keep going. Point two, with both Glasgow and Edinburgh getting five points from the weekend's European rugby, can we see not one but two Scottish clubs qualifying from the group stages? Potentially, yes. Oh, very positive, man. Very good. Um, three. How optimistic should we be for next year's Six Nations? Average to poor. Not very positive. Not very positive at all? I just think it's such a tough tournament. We've got a good start to it, playing Italy first, but I think, you know, if England hadn't had such a good autumn as well, then I'd be a bit more worried. But let's let's get through the Christmas period. Spirits will rise and ultimately be crushed, all right? <laughs> Fine. Well, exactly. That's what I'm trying to preempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas point four, what is top of your Christmas wish list for Scottish rugby? Carl Ferns to have a Scottish granny? Ooh, that'd be good. That's a really good show. Where did that come from? I just think about Leon and oh, what, right. what, Carl Ferns just because I know he's, he's from sort of the Merseyside. Yeah, just a rogue Glaswegian granny <laughs> who made the move down. <laughs> but, weird, Matt. What's top of your list? One second. I want to get the name of that guy who played for Scotland under 19s. Oh, Quagga Van Nieke. Oh, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, I want him to to come good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's Quagga Van Niekerk. Quagga Van yeah, Niekerk. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even seen this. <laughs> He's got yeah. highlights reel on YouTube. Yeah, I found it today. It's not very good. <laughs> it's not, it's him like diving off his feet at a ruck. Yeah. It's like he plays Golden the Lions. Lions Academy. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go. And Matt, what's top of your um, Christmas wish list? Top of my list is for Quagga Van Niekerk, Irvin's finest son, 
<laughs> who's playing for Scotland under 19 at the weekend. Quagger von Niekerk. Yep, that is his name. It's but amazing that he's moved straight from Irvine to the Golden Lions Academy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a great it's, move. it's an amazing story. It's for him to come good next year, and, and yeah, once again, come at number eight, solve our problems there. I would love a Quagger von Niekerk at eight. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Well, there you are. There you go. Um, Alistair, thank you very much. Those are our answers um, for you. Shall we move on then to the action at the weekend? Edinburgh versus Newcastle at Murrayfield on Friday night in the pouring rain. Edinburgh, bonus point win, 31 points to 13. Tries from Hamish Watson, the Prince, King uh, Chris Dean, the Kinghorn. Um, and actually, the, BT, the BBC Sports says there was a try scored by somebody called Penalty. So that's interesting. Yeah, there was a penalty try. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going. We're not deleting that. We're not deleting that. that. That's staying in. That was too good. <laughs> oh, no. I had no idea what you were wanting from me there. <laughs> we were literally just looking at each other like, what I just thought was, I just thought there'd be a typo on BBC Sport. <laughs> Wow. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. What, what, that one's for the highlights reel. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to talk about? Pretty ugly first half. Very ugly first half. I thought it was going to be very much going down the Scotland-Argentina route in yeah. terms of quality of game. Yes. Uh, and obviously the conditions were literally horrendous. Yes, they were awful. It Particularly was, for the first half. They did sort of clear up a little bit in the second So a little bit like Helm's deep battle level rain at one point. <laughs> it was serious. I, I also <laughs> was, think even in the lead up, when there's all the news coming out about the props and everything, it just sort of gives the game a different complexion. Yeah. And it sort of, I, I don't know, just makes it a bit of a funny atmosphere for even for Edinburgh, who, you know, like, oh, we're probably going to win this. I think, I know obviously a lot of the Scotland players coming back, it kind of felt like it took a half for them to kind of get used to being back mm. with Edinburgh and playing together again. Yeah, I think that's right. And then when they did come good, though, I thought the front row, Edinburgh's front row, obviously it wasn't going against top-level opposition because Newcastle had issues with injuries and late pullouts and things like that. But not only in the scrum, but around the park, Edinburgh's first choice and sort of replacements front row is so strong. And yeah. just got, they can really assert their dominance on, on a game up front. And the back row, like, I don't know how many times you can say that Mata is genuinely world-class and incredible. Mm. And with Richie and Watson, it's such a balanced group. Yeah. And they just, they really blew them away in the second half. It was extremely impressive. Kind of balanced that the Scottish back row has been looking for for the last like, year or so. Somebody on Twitter did say, um, I'm looking forward to Mata playing for Scotland. So, <laughs> you know. I think you might have had his facts. I reckon his re- residency could come through. How many carries was it that Mata did in the end? 27. <laughs> oh. That's ridiculous. And Do like the little offload for the so the bonus yeah, point try. King Horse try. Was so, quite something. So good. To fair, Cockrell, I was actually watching his uh, interview on BT Sport afterwards and he was like, Luke, Mata does what Mata does. And that just means everyone else has to ruck more. <laughs> it's like, look, you too... Yeah, it was, it's not like he's doing 10 carries. He's doing 27 carries. He's only got so much capacity. <laughs> yeah. It was quite funny. John Barkley was part of the BT, BT Sport panel and he was sort of joking around. He was just like, he was ru- the back row was rubbish or else I'm never getting back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Fair play. I mean, yeah. And I guess point. talking of front rows playing well, was Dave Cherry's tackle the best... Oh, yeah tackle made by a hooker you've ever seen the best cover cover tackle from a hooker it was a genuine try saver as well yeah but it also happened a few weeks ago with ross ford 
I can't remember who it was against. Yeah, Might have been against yeah. the Scarlets, but he came out of nowhere and chased down the winger. And supposedly in that match, in that moment, had reached the highest velocity of a player in the whole match. Oh, really? Highest, yeah, yeah. Highest velocity? Yeah. What is that? That's it's, awesome. Like one of the performance guys from Edinburgh or the SRU tweeted it. What does that they can obviously mean? get. I don't know, top speed? Velocity just means speed, right? Yeah, but Ross Ford can't be the quickest guy on a pitch. Well, he must have. In that moment. I thought there might be like a weight-speed ratio. Weight, is there a weight component of velocity? We'll, no we'll look idea. into it. We'll look into it. I think, I think we're getting to. far too far into uh, this. Um, but yeah, particularly that Adam Rabwan guy is probably the fastest player on the pitch. Yeah. He's jets. Yeah, he is absolutely so it rapid. Was, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um, as we mentioned at the top, we've had the pleasure of chatting to um, John Hardy, obviously down at Newcastle at the moment, but was not involved at the weekend. He's got some great insights as to what's going on there, and we talk a little bit about the game coming up this weekend. So here is John Hardy. So delighted to be joined on the line by Scotland and now Newcastle Falcons flanker John Hardy. John, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Um, so how's how's life been at, at Newcastle Falcons since you since you recently made the move? Um, to be fair, it was all a bit of a rush. Um, I went from uh, staying with a mate in Pell, so... I um, quickly got a plane to Newcastle, and uh, um, then the fir- first week I ended up getting there and playing two uh, games off the bench, and then I played um, the last three full games in the Premiership. So it's been pretty full on, really. So, um, but it, but it's been really good. I've got to know the lads really well, and and they're, and they're a great bunch of boys, and. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just um, starting to feel really comfortable here. Um, have, you, have you had any sort of initiations to, to make you feel at, at home so far? Any initiations? Yeah. Uh, a shoey, if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, oh, if, if, if you get a new car, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to pay a five-pound fine. And if if you if you move into a new house, you've got to get a five pound find as well. So that's so far <laughs> good stuff. Um, and how how did the move come about? Um, were you sort of looking to to move to to a club like Newcastle down to the Prem? Yeah. So what happened was I was obviously failed a medical in um, Clermont um, last um, uh, towards the end of the Edinburgh season. Um, so I failed a two-year deal there, and um, they they got me up um, to do my rehab there and see how it went. Um, and things were going really well, and then um, and then um, it uh, I just had a bit of a problem with my back again, and um, they scanned it, and there was a wee sort of bulge in there, and then. Um, they gave me another four weeks to see how it went and it was going well and everything like that. And then uh, a young guy was coming through and playing quite well. So because you're only allowed two supplementary players during the year, I don't think they could risk taking me. Right. So, so um, yeah, that, that, that was that. And then, um, yeah, Newcastle give, give me the call. And, um, yeah, so I'm happy to be here. And did you did you sort of speak to anyone at, at the Falcons, or you knew who'd sort of played there before, just to, to get a sense of what the club is all about? Uh, yeah, John Welsh. Yep. Yeah, that, that was about it. To be fair. And sort of did did the fact that Falcons always seem to have like a pretty good core of Scottish players did that sort of play a part in your decision? 
Uh, yeah, I suppose it did actually. Um, I didn't know the Scottish boys well, but um, I, I know them well now. So mm. that's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. And and what's it been like working under Dean Richards so far? Uh, yeah, Dean. Dean's uh, a good man. He's a good man. He's pretty funny. Uh, he's pretty straight up and down, and that's what I like. So, um, no, to be fair, no, he's been really good, and um, and uh, no, he's been great. Awesome. And what, what did you make of the match uh, against Edinburgh on, on Friday night? Obviously, it was a bit of a difficult sort of lead up to the game for for you guys with the with the injury crisis in the in the front row. Um, but how, how was the sort of build up to the match, and how, what did you think of the the match itself? Um. To be fair, I only watched bits of it um, as I didn't have BT Sport. I haven't got the TV sorted <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, obviously, the first half we stuck in there well, um, and then obviously um, just the scrum and the, the mall we, we we didn't do too well in there, and um, I think it just t- took its toll. And um, we'll be right this ne- this this week coming at home, and it'll be a massive game for us. So. Yeah, hopefully um, we'll prepare well this week and um, and um, we'll do our analysis and um, we'll see where we can improve. When you do your analysis of a team like Edinburgh, what, what things are you looking out for mainly? I mean, you must be able to give a bit of insight as well. So who's sort of the danger man you've been looking at? Um, oh, I can't really say that, but um, <laughs> uh, there's, no, what they do is they kick well, they box kick well and... Um, and I've got a good chase line, and um, obviously they got threats out the back, and um, obviously Blair Kinghorn and and and, and, all, and Bill Malto and all the loose forwards, Hamish Watson, um, who all, all got over the ball, would even Stu McAnally over the ball. He's been playing really well, so mm. I've got a got a great range of players here, and um, and they've got a really solid squad. So um, yeah, we're going to have to be on a game next week, and. Um, I think the boys are really looking forward to it and to redeem ourselves, really. And how, how different do you think the return match will will be this this coming weekend? Uh, I think it's really important because it's uh, it's pretty close in the competition at the moment. Yep. So, so I think it's a it's it's a we, we need to win. We don't need to win, but we it'd be great to get a, get some, get some points out of it anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, and. What's the likelihood of you being involved at the moment? Because I know there's been some sort of registering difficulties. Yeah, so I'm not too sure what the go is. Um, I think they got they can bring two more players in, but um, I'm not too sure what they're going to do this week. So um, we'll soon find out later in the week if if I can play or not. So it'll be great to get out there and play against some of my old foes. So um, hopefully I'm, I'll be available. Yeah, fingers crossed, definitely. Um, and obviously, at the moment, you sort of Newcastle fighting on two fronts. Um, are you still trying to sort of succeed in in both competitions, or is there part of of you guys that think you should maybe just focus on on one? Um, I'm not too sure what the plan is. I think that's Dean's plan. Um, but as you know, the Premiership, the, the the positions from five to ten, is so close. So if you can win. One or two games, you can get up to fifth or sixth, you know, mm. and that, um, it's just so close at the moment. So, um, yeah, as I said, like um, everything's really close. So I think we're in a good spot. Obviously, not a great spot in the Premiership, but we can 
if we win a couple of games and um, we're in a reasonable spot in the European as well. So you never know. If, if we keep winning games and keep winning those close ones, then you never know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and do, do you still have Scotland ambitions? Um, is that still something on your on your mind? Or are you just trying to settle in at, at Newcastle for the time being? To be fair, I'm just I'm just enjoying my rugby at the Falcons at the moment, and um, I'd, obviously I'd love to play for Scotland again. And um, I just think if I put my head down and play well for the Falcons, then um, then then if that opportunity arises, I'll take it with open arms. And uh, yeah, it would be great to wear that thistle again. Definitely, and have the likes of Tanzan sort of been in touch with you, just sort of keeping keeping um, tabs on what you've been up to. Uh, yeah, yeah, he gives me a text every now and then, so um, it's good to see I'm still in the in the in the frame. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, obviously we'll just see what happens, and um, or if I keep playing well here, you never know what could happen. Yeah, once again, fingers crossed. Um, got a couple a couple of sort of um, lighter questions from from Twitter. Um, so people are asking, where does the name Hard Horse come from? Um, so obviously my name's Hardy, so it was hard. And then I had a, I've got an interest in owning racehorses, right? And and I used it for a username on Bebo when it was back in the day. <laughs> um, so I called myself Hard Horse on the Bebo. Yeah. So that's just it's just stuck since then. Good stuff. Yeah, I think I've deleted my Bebo as soon as I I look back and realised how embarrassing it was, but. I think hard hard horse is a pretty good name, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some people will ask that, yeah. Yeah, um, and then the other question we like to ask people is just sort of from your from your Edinburgh Scotland days, just who was the the worst roommate to be stuck with? Uh, worst roommate um, in Scotland. Uh, worst roommate. Uh, hang on, I'm just trying to think. Um, Probably Damien Hoyland because he's just full on the whole time, and um, he's pretty immature for for his age to be fair. But uh, he's a good lad anyway. Oh, good stuff. Well, I'd like to find out more about that. Um, John, mate, thanks, thanks so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and I'll let you let you crack on. But uh, good, good luck for hopefully involved this this weekend. And good luck for the rest of the season. Cool. Thanks very much. Cheers. Matt, you didn't really cover it in the um, interview, but what is a shoey? Well, I think it is when you have to drink a pint or whatever out oh, of a shoe. shoe. Maybe, what I was maybe, just... maybe a rugby boot. That's what I was assuming as well. I was just trying to be cool in front of Hardy. Yeah, he can't. Like, oh, yeah, mate, I've done like 20, <laughs> 20 shoes. Did one, did one last night. Chant to the king of shoey, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but that was really, really interesting. Great to hear him uh, back on his feet, playing really, really well down at Newcastle. And the um, Scotland management are keeping tabs on him. Yeah, I mean, he's too good to not exactly. be. Exactly, and you need to have him in the wider selection discussion. Yeah, he might. I mean, depending on injuries, probably won't make the Six Nations. You think? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to be made it though. Yeah, I mean, if he gets a good run of game with Newcastle, the issue is also with Hardy. He's just so injury prone. Yeah, as he was saying about his back yeah. and everything. So. You just want him to get... I almost want him just to have like a clean run of three months of Newcastle rugby mm, under yeah. his belt. Mm. Which is what he was sort of talking about, keeping his head down. And yeah. Then it's for the Scotland selectors to, to make that decision. It's sort of out of his hands. So it seems yeah. like he's coming at it with a good attitude. Um, seemed to be suggesting that Newcastle will be a much different proposition 
down at Kingston Park at the weekend, not least due to personnel. Um, Edinburgh must be going down there looking for another win, though, off the back of that. Well, I mean, it's kind of getting a bit weird at the top. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because you've now still got Edinburgh and Newcastle. Edinburgh number one, Newcastle two. Mm. And they know that Toulon have beat Montpellier. They're both sitting on one win. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, it's still... If Newcastle beat Edinburgh, they'll go top. Yeah. So, I don't... I still think they're focusing on the premiership. But seeing as at home, you probably expect them to bring in Sonotti and Gonover and those sort of guys. Yeah. I mean, surely now that... Yeah, they still do have a chance, but surely they're thinking, we need to stay up in the premiership. Like, this isn't a priority. Yeah. Um, I still think they've like covered themselves in quite a lot of glory, beating Toulon on Montpellier already. So, and it depends. Also, I don't really know the extent of the front row injuries, but if they still can't get any players in and they can't re-register people, then yeah, that that's going to be a major issue. So, who cares if they have Sonotti or Gonova, whoever? But it's even like the wider squad is absolutely yep. ravaged by injuries. Yeah. Well, that's the only reason Hardy was signed as injury cover. Exactly. For yeah. uh, Callum Green, I think. Yeah. So what? Well, you know, they were like, "Well, we need another player, yeah, yeah. special dispensation to, to sign someone." Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because they're in trouble. That's interesting. But what about that Edinburgh squad that went out on um, Friday night? Is that as strong as they can uh, put out? And would you recommend any changes? Don't think so. That Edinburgh team should be going to Kingston Park yeah. at full strength and taking home a win. Yeah. Well, they're now I, in control of the group. I think mm. probably being a bit arrogant to say bonus point win because Kingston Park away is yeah, never yeah, going to yeah. be a particularly easy fixture. Wouldn't be aiming for that. Be aiming just for the yeah. for the four. I, maybe you bring in someone like, look at the bench still, like having Dell and Bergen on the bench. Like I wouldn't have any problems with them coming in. No. Nope. Particularly Bergen, maybe. Give Nell a rest. It's, 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 it's the backs. What, you C- want to change C- the backs? Cicino, I think it was... Um, Face Graham Love on Twitter said, Has anyone ever hit a grubber kick dead at Murrayfield? It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> the dead ball's bigger than the 22 at Murrayfield. Yeah. <laughs> it is massive. I, that is, if Dean or we Jimmy get injured, I'm worried about the depth at sent. I really want to see Scott. When are Scott and Bennett back? Bennett's not for a while. Bennett's got a serious injury. Yeah. I'm I feel like sure that's where Scott. we could really... Sh- if there's another injury yeah. in those centres. I mean, that is probably at the start of the season. That's your second choice pair now being your starters. So yeah. your bench pair, your thirds. Thankfully, one of them is Sweet Prince. Thankfully, Christine, his ridiculous forward pass aside in the first half. <laughs> yes, which, no, that is true. Was about 20 metres forward. 
I, you know, admire the vision though. He's trying to do something. He's trying to get it going. <laughs> you got, you got to go for it. All right. You've got to chuck them. You know, um, he's playing great. Him and I don't think we've ever said distribution was the strongest part of his game either. No, but a very tidy line for his exactly. try. Yeah, he's just he's got a nose for the try line. He's scoring tries for fun. That guy. That's true. But yeah, I'm going to say non-bonus point win, but a pretty tight affair. I think that's what they should be aiming for. It, it would be yeah, they'll pick a better side, but. I think Edinburgh should have enough. Edinburgh got like, more more quality, I think. Especially in the pack. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. And I th- actually think Toulouse, Gilchrist, and maybe even Rich had a pretty average game on yeah. Friday. Yeah, they weren't as in it as you'd maybe want them to be. So I think t- now that they've been back together for a bit of a while, they all, a lot of them had that sort of weekend break off. I think hopefully hit the ground running. Yeah, well, weekend. I suppose the atmosphere changes. Like The message is now you guys are in charge of this pool. Like yeah. getting out of the pool is now entirely in Edinburgh's hands and that's an amazing position for them to be in anyway yeah so they will have spent all week completely uh, flat out to get it done yeah. and I suppose they don't have to worry about relegation so that is they that can is a just plus go absolute hell for, hell for <laughs> leather um, and set up well we're going to the game in Toulon in the new year can't a wait a big win is going to set up for oh, a hell of a weekend can't wait the big one yeah Chris Dean against Julian Savea at 12 <laughs> Oh, my word. Darcy Graham v. Tua Silva. He's already done that, though. He's fine. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. And he did Nadolo again. Nadolo. Um, oh, it was yeah, Nadolo yeah. from Montpellier. Nadolo from Montpellier. again. Darcy Graham fears no man. <laughs> <laughs> he had another good game on Friday night, actually. He's just... He's so just, quick. He's he, just a live wire, isn't he? Yeah, he gets works involved. so hard. Right, so that is Edinburgh versus Newcastle done. Um, we are going to have a quiz, and then we're going to get into Glasgow versus Leon after that break. Alan, over to you. Right, I thought uh, I thought we'd take a little good look at some of the key great Kiwis that have played for Scotland. Oh, I like this. Ooh, seeing, as, uh, seeing as we had John Hardy on the pod, um, and also just a general sort of Kiwi vibe. Right. First question. Since 2010, how many Kiwis have played... How many people who were born in New Zealand... Okay. Have played for Scotland. Have played for Scotland, having their debut 2010 onwards? I'm just going to pick a number out there. Yeah. Always pick a number. (laughs) Yeah. So you can both give me your answers now, and then we'll dive in. I presume the second round is going to be naming them. Okay. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Okay, I've gone eight. What have you gone for? Ten. Eight is bang on. Oh. <laughs> so thought, right, Dave, you can kick off. Who have you got? John Hardy. John Hardy what an answer. is correct. Uh, Blair Cowan. Blair Cowan is correct. Sean Maitland. Sean Maitland is correct. Hugh Blake. Hugh Blake. Shug Blake. Is yeah. correct. I did have Shug Blake. I'm struggling after that. Um, oh, um... Phil Burley. Phil Burley oh, good is correct. <laughs> That's five. Um, have you got another one? I'm struggling after that. Um, uh, Grayson Hart. That was the one I was going to go for. Grayson Hart is correct. Yeah. He was on the tour, Cotter's first tour, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's uh, he was born in Katitiaia. Maybe that's... I don't <laughs> Where? <laughs> I don't, don't, don't say that again. I don't know how you pronounce it. Somewhere in the far uh, north. I've got another one as well, actually. It's, that Dave, it's on Dave now, unless you, if you don't get anything in five seconds, the floor is um, open. I could be from New Zealand. Simon Bergen? 
Bergen oh, is correct. Oh, that was mine. Yes. Born, born in Christchurch. So how many is... We're currently at four all. There's one man left on the There's table. There's one man left on the table. Um, one wee man left on the table. A wee man? Potentially a wee man. Um, Matt, it's on you, isn't started it? his career. He's played for Petone Rugby Club. Nick Gregg. Nick Gregg. Oh, of course. Squigsy. Squigsy. So, yeah, eight players. Oh, we got all of them. Nice. Yeah. Well, in the trade. Who was the last player... Who is the only player to have started a game and won against New Zealand since 1990? Who's the only Scotland cap to have started a game against New Zealand and won since 1990? Oh, my God. Mm. Floor is open. Think uh, about how a Scotland player could have beaten yeah, New Zealand. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We're looking at 2017, 2005, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, obviously and 1993. Lions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gavin Hastings. 1993, Lions, Lions captain, captain only, um, can't have been. Oh, I've got. I'm gonna go. I was gonna I'm say gonna, I don't know, so I'm gonna fair. sit back I'm and let Matt. Peter Wright. No, it was a. He was on that too. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Wayne Wright. No, no I will not get it. It was Kenny Milne and Paul Burnell no, were on the bench. <laughs> Kenny Milne, I remember. Both props. Um, sure. the 1999 team that be- that won the Five Nations. Yeah. yeah, the starting team in the opening game against England had three <laughs> kilted Kiwis in it. Who are those three people? Dave, kick me off. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think I've got them. It was literally your dad. Oh, sorry. Yeah, John Leslie. Yeah, John- <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, dad, sorry. <laughs> Martin Leslie. Martin Leslie. John. And Martin. who who was our third? Technically kilted Kiwi. Uh, technically kilted. I think it's Metcalf. Boom. That yes. Is I nice. knew you, I thought you'd get it. <laughs> that is nice. Metcalf was born in Auckland. Yeah. And actually, if you want to go real ad, Sean Longstaff, who yes. was on the bench, yeah. was one other kilted Kiwi. Very good. That was a good quiz. Hanny, take take take. Yeah, it home. I'm actually happy that I did. You know, I knew some. Yeah, yeah, I was, no. quite, I was okay with that. Still got pumped, though. I still got pumped. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much for that, Alan. Um, another quiz next week. Look forward to it. Right. Glasgow versus Leon. Um, Saturday afternoon on a real boggy pitch. Um, Glasgow overcame Leon 42 points to 22. Two tries from Adam Ash, um, one from George Horn, one from Stuart Hogg, and one from Hugh Jones with his first touch of the match guys give me your top line thoughts on what was a pretty impressive victory for Glasgow I think the main thing for me was that Rennie put a lot of faith in Nick Gregg and Adam Ash mm. two players that weren't massively involved with the Scotland team but had been performing really well with Glasgow yeah but to not start your co-captain and to not start essentially probably the second biggest name in Scottish rugby yeah, in a in 
you have to win game. And for both those players to probably be two of the standout players in the pitch was just like, a, it was great to, great to see players picked on form and players stepping up. Yeah. I think it just goes to show that if, if Glasgow Warriors click, like there's hardly any teams that can deal with them. That Leon haven't lost a game at home the whole season and the most they've conceded in a match at home has been 14 points. Like, yeah. You know, and they're playing yeah. against good teams in the top 14. Um, I think in the second half, Glasgow were just so much fitter. Like the yeah. last half hour, they just absolutely blew them off the park. If they if they can play at that speed, there's hard. There's not really a team in in the European competitions that play like them. But do you even think? If, did it feel to you like Glasgow were even playing like at the best of their ability? No, they left loads of points out on the pitch and, and gave away. Loads so of pens. many pens, particularly in the first half hour, they were giving away so many penalties. Mm. It was embarrassing. I mean, Kevil gave away maybe three or four himself in yeah. like the first half hour. Like he's an absolute beast, unbelievable up front, and his carrying ability is one of the things that Glasgow will be missing. But he needs to stay on his feet at rugs if they can just contain Kevil. Yeah, because I think he's potentially the most important player in that Glasgow yeah. side. Yeah. It's, it shows like how gutted they and him must have been that he was so injured last year, and like yeah, because the difference he makes to Glasgow when he plays is is huge. I when he did that clear out of that ruck oh, in that split like, moment, yeah. I thought it was a red card. Like, yeah, because he he must have been millimeters oh, away, millimeters, <laughs> a millimeter away from hitting his chin, and yeah. then it's red. See you later. Yeah. I was so lucky. Oh, God. <laughs> I was and it was great that there was no... I don't know when you, where you guys were watching it, if you'd hear the TMO. But basically... No, we didn't really so get the good ref, The refs on the pitch were saying, um, I can see him holding down the guy's face on the ground after the impact. Yeah. Um, but there was no camera angle that showed it. Oh, really? Basically, the cameras kept cutting away just as he was getting him to the ground. So they were like, we <laughs> can't. Kenny Murray had gone to the TMO bit. It was like, yeah, they, so they couldn't. Um, yeah, so they couldn't confirm whether he had like properly started some afters. So they just reversed the pen. It's, yeah. Rather than, I think he got away with something. I think if you've got Kebble and Turner playing at the same time, <laughs> you've almost yeah. like you got to just be like, look, we're taking a few pens here. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. happen. I mean, that's that's another thing though. Just you, you look at the bench and the players that they did have, like Turner, Swinson, Price, Jones, Matawalu. Like it's, it's an yeah. unbelievable bunch of guys yeah. to to bring on, particularly if the game is like opening up a little bit. In the last two minutes, Matawalu gave away two penalties in twenty seconds. <laughs> he gave away a penalty, and then they quick tapped. He was like, "Right, I'm giving away another one. Here we go." <laughs> <laughs> the game was already won at that point. He was just like, "This is what I'm here for." Yeah, that's fair. Um, I thought Swinson. You mentioned him there. He made a big impact when he came on because I think. Harley and Gray work really well as that sort of like really attritional, gritty, hard work second row pairing. But then when Leon got a bit tired, Swinson yeah. offers that that bit more. He's got a yeah. bit more subtlety in the second row as well. He's, like he's faster and, and like, faster. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's always sort of the rhetoric with Harley that he's like the the master of the dark arts around the ruck, etc. And whether it was intentional or not, actually for that first try, he did block yeah. the prop slightly. Yeah. Yeah. for Horn to make that break for them for yeah, to go I, in under I, I the thought they'd look back at that and kind of think yeah and interestingly I do remember that Hogg once said that he used to pick out Harley because Harley was very good at bl- blocking players oh, really? in the line when he was coming from 15 really? do you remember he scored that wonder try against uh, England A's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, against the Saxons and it was Harley again who's just like stood there just something oh, really? like runs into him and Hogg's just like 
boom. <laughs> Done. Oh, that's nice. I didn't notice that. The one thing they did pick out on BT Sport was that for the three rucks prior to George Horn making that break, yep. Yep. he had stood at the base and had a look at the left-hand guard oh, and really? noticed that they were obviously moving away really quickly, which they were. Yeah. And then the I've third never, one, he yeah. just went. I've never it really was, seen a trial like that before. Like It was like almost completely through the middle of the... It was the right, second try. Of, yeah. So Horn's oh, no. try. What one are you talking about? Well, it was it's actually a little bit for both. That was the first bit they were looking at was for the, the gap, the, the yeah, I'm talking break about, he made before Ash. Yeah, I'm talking about when Horn scored himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how on earth did that happen? Yeah, no, I know I what you mean. Maybe, maybe you've got to put it down to like... I don't Really quick ball, good he rocking. Wa- I mean, Horn was really fantastic. I don't think he was man of the match because I think Adam Ash probably was. But for 50 minutes, in terms of impact he had on the game, mm. he was. He's un. In some parts, he looks unplayable when he's you know getting where quick he was, ball going forward. He was playing forward. a year ago to the day. Who been playing for County? Hawks. Or for Hawks. He was playing for Hawks against Watsons at like Balgray. Oh, really? Got man, <laughs> got man of the match. It's, it's just it's ridiculous I think when he gets that platform and that's something that Glasgow can't always give him but when he's getting that go forward platform against big lumbering packs he's unbelievable but it is literally every break he is on the inside yeah, yeah. He, he, he just does he just runs that line every time and mm. he's fit enough that he can be there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Have you seen the, th- the stuff that Jamie Lyle does? And it's like these ambitious support lines. Yeah. yeah. And basically you'll find that Horn is like 10 meters off in, in front of yeah, the ball ahead. at any given time yeah. waiting for a half break. Yeah. It's, it's I, phenomenal. Yeah. I honestly think that whether it's Mike Blair is the right person to do it, find the best box kicking t- nine <laughs> the world has ever created <laughs> and just literally just be like, George Horn, if you can nail this, yeah. you are... Your your lines nine in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, You've got everything else. Right. Richard Wiggleworth has just signed a co- an extension at Saracens. Oh no, that would been, that, he would have been the a man. little special oh. coach. Yeah, to come yeah, in. yeah, yeah. The other yeah. name mentioned by everyone and, and by myself there, Adam Ash, preferred over Ryan Wilson at, um, in the squad. And what what a season he's having! Sort of five tries and the impact he had on that game. He just he just looked amazing, and he's only twenty five. Mm. Yeah, because was did he have his debut against like so? Do you say South Africa when he was like nineteen, twenty? He, he came yeah, on the scene so early. He was in the he would have played age group stuff, and I think he was in the Scotland seven squad at the time. Yeah, and they had a complete injury crisis. Like, right, okay, come on, and he, he wouldn't have he would have barely played any pro, many pro games. Yeah, and because it, like I said he's only twenty five, but it feels like he's been around for a lot. Yeah, longer. yeah. exactly. Um, I think the fact he's had so many injuries as well, it kind of feels like that ha- yeah. makes it seem like he's been around longer. He has been injury prone, but, you know, we are um, concerned about Ryan Wilson aside. Glasgow look like a different sort of proposition with somebody like him mm. offering that other sort of abrasive carrying option. Yeah. Definitely. And with Gibbons and Ferguson there as well. He is a similar player to Ferguson, though. Yes, they are. And I think Ferguson had a quieter game because Ash was doing all the stuff we're used to seeing Ferguson doing. Yeah. And it was interesting that they chose to, uh, to take Ferguson off instead of Ash and then they moved Ash to eight. Yeah. Um, which I guess just was because he was obviously the sp- one of the standout players on the pitch at mm. the time. But, you know, I guess you're right. He's had a lot of injuries. He's never really had a lot of consistent run of games. Yeah. It feels like it's even this year taken him a couple of months to kind of get well, he had up a slow to start. Top he, speed. Didn't, he wasn't really involved in the first. No, I think he d- he did okay, and then um, just when they wanted to pick Wilson, Gibbons, and obviously Ferguson, 
yeah he just wasn't part of the conversation so that's true but yeah you know, as, as you're talking about with Rennie fair fair play saying well you're you're the one playing well so we're gonna yeah. pick you and back you and what did you guys think of um just interesting shout out on Adam Ash last game he played for Scotland when do you think it was against Ireland in the Six Nations it's uh, 2015 Six Nations. Was it? Against Ireland. <laughs> Maybe. Was it? Oh, sorry, I thought you had the... Th- but, like, he's he, had, he he's obviously just been so injured for so yeah. long that he's yeah. n- never... Unless ESPN is incorrect. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> what did um, you make of um, Adam Hastings at the weekend? I thought it was one of his more composed performances. Yeah, there was sort of points where actually his kicking game was actually relatively strong. Yep. Um, especially when they went sort of kind of 12 to 14 points up, there was just a lot of kind of kicks in behind, especially that, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but Nat Kaka. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name meant to be? (laughs) You've not even read it out properly. (laughs) You've not even done it phonetically. (laughs) Nakatathi. Nakatathi. Nakakaka. But yeah, pinpointing him, which, you know, is a smart thing to do. And uh, no, I think you're right. That that Ash Horn Hastings combo worked well, mm. and I do think actually, even though obviously Horn played well and Grigg played well, I do think Price and Jones coming off the bench was gave an, an extra little yeah. kind of added yeah. boost to the team. Bringing on Scotland internationals, it's you're it's bringing on Scottish yeah. internationals. It's, it's really really good. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about this weekend? Surely Glasgow now back in the back in the running of that pool. Um, Leon have lost all of their matches. Surely they're Leon are now uninterested, and it should be five points for Glasgow at Scotland. Yeah, yeah. It's you'd good. like you'd like to think so. You'd like to think they're going to send a second team over. What's the point? Yeah, it's. I mean, it'd be interesting. To see. I think even if they don't send a, a, a second team, I just honestly just don't think the French players will care. No, I don't I think, think it's that good of fifteen either. And I also think on that pitch, as we were saying, yeah. the Leon pitch was... So boggy. So boggy. If they can run them ragged on that, they'll be able to run them ragged on the 4G. Yeah, exactly. I like think so. Um, so that'll be, and then what does, th- what does that mean for the games beyond that, assuming they get a five-pointer? So They're then in a good position. They've got Cardiff, Cardiff and then home. Saracens is the last game of the pool, isn't it? Yeah. So they can have it. They can be in decent position for a runners-up spot. Yeah. I mean, Sar- Saracens aren't going to lose a game, right? Well, I think you're, you're so you're essentially hoping probably now that Saracens beat Cardiff and Cardiff completely give up. Yeah, they're just done. They come to Scotstoun again with no real hope of winning. You get a bonus point against win against them, and you're on twenty. Yeah. So that so with twenty points, Glasgow will be through. Yeah. The question is, what we were saying is, the three teams that scare me, and I don't think unless they really have like a once-in-a-lifetime game is Saracens, Leinster, and Racing. And inevitably, yeah, if we get 20, we'll be playing away. Yeah. Which, you know, Glasgow's record home and away is drastically different. And we will likely be playing one of those three teams. Yeah. Toulouse probably being the fourth from the looks of it. I'd rather have Racing and Toulouse out of those. Racing's yeah. probably your best, <laughs> your best draw there, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, kind of yeah. So it's or maybe Edinburgh they win their group. <laughs> Edinburgh could win their group. Oh, that'd be so bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it would be good actually. That would be good. Guaranteed. We asked for we asked people on Twitter. We'll have a second eighteen seventy two cup game at Murrayfield. Fine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we asked uh, we asked some people on Twitter for their three 
uh, word reviews from the weekend, and one of them was um, all Scottish final. All Scottish final in Newcastle. In Newcastle. Oh, oh my God. That would <laughs> be unreal. Edinburgh versus Glasgow in Newcastle. Oh, that would be too good. That would be too I, I, I don't. I think that Glasgow should be really targeting that Saracens away game. Do you think? It'll be tough, but we know how much better they are at home. And Saracens... I don't know. I I think they're good, but they're still not as good as they have been. No. Second half against I, Cardiff I, I at think, the weekend, think, they were very good. I'm yes. not saying it's easy. Scott, <laughs> Scott's abroad. Scott Maitland with two tries. Scott, well, yeah, Maitland? Scott Maitland. Sean Maitland uh, with two tries for Saracens yeah. at the weekend. Looking really, really good. Just good doing season. what he does. Yeah, he just kept fit. Good run of games. Like He seems pretty integral to that Saracens team now. Yeah, especially now... Liam Williams thinks he's injured out for a little yeah. bit. And they're like, oh, so. no, we've got Maitland and yeah. Lewington. I know. And a- Alex Good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I guess, talk about Rassing as well, Finn continuing to yeah. look pretty sweet. Him yeah. and Zebo just like, absolutely loving playing off each other. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That sort of cat flap, backdoor offload um, from Finn to Zebo is yeah. something special. We'll re- I think we retweeted it into our Twitter feed. Have sleep. a look. The thing is, Finn has probably got the strongest pack in world rugby <laughs> in front of yes. him. Like, yeah. they just win collisions. They're huge. I'd love Glasgow's getting away fixture there just to go to that um, stadium, though. Yeah. Oh. The stadium looks so cool. I know. And then watch Finn just, like, emotionally drained by the match. Yeah. <laughs> just th- throws it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That'd be so good, throwing an interception. Yeah, Winks like, oh, the no. camera. He knew what he was <laughs> doing. Yeah. That would be the real dream. Um, perfect. Well, we will be back um, next week to review what has gone on in those two massive fixtures. Let's hope for another couple of big wins for the Scottish teams. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Um, please do keep in touch with us on Twitter, at ThistleRugbyPod, on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And we love it when you write us emails. That is thethistlerugby at gmail.com. Please do get in touch. Get yourself onto iTunes and subscribe. Same on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be with you every week talking about Scottish rugby. Thank you very much and good night. Cheers. See ya. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.